right, ladies and gentlemen, season one. What episode are we on? Eight. Episode eight. We have a great friend, uh, an incredible broker, a young guy. He's a hot shot. He's an awesome guy, a great resource. Evan Lyons here in the studio from Encore Real Estate Investment Services. This is an honor and a pleasure, honestly. You guys are in for an awesome treat. Evan, thanks for joining us. Season one, episode eight. Dan on top. It's a birthday episode. Uh, you beat me to the punch. I, I wanted to say happy, happy birthday. That's that's excellent. Uh, happy to be here. Love the appreciate the introduction. And uh, there we go. Yeah, thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. So Evan Lyons is. I don't want to even call you a rising star because you're just a star. Period. I take that. Look, we're all in some way rising and and growing uh, to uh, to get to that next level, right? And if you're not, then there's a little too much complacency there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. So we'll call him an all star. Evan Lyons, all star at Encore Real Estate Investment Services. Uh, Evan specializes in single tenant net lease and multi tenant net lease all over the country. Uh, you can follow him on LinkedIn. What's your LinkedIn handle, Evan? Uh, it's Lions One E A. Lions One EA. Yeah. Okay, great. And on LinkedIn, people can follow you just with your first Absolutely. and last name. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So Evan puts out some really incredible content. We kind of collaborate a little bit from time to time. Talk to us a little bit about who Evan Lyons is. Okay. Uh, Evan is a uh, aspirational person. Um, uh, someone with the with drive and grit to achieve those aspirations. You know, I, I, we already said it. Always growing always learning, um, and I would say thoughtful, uh, thoughtful in my personal life. Uh, I'm a caring and affectionate person, but uh, also thoughtful in my day-to-day uh, business practices, How we, what services we're offering to clients, how I can improve upon that, um, what type of assets we're placing in, these, uh, in our clients' portfolios, and how, how it's going to affect them and their children uh, down the line. So. Yeah, excellent. So you mentioned some really good points about how the decisions that investors make today are going to affect them and their children now and down the line. And I think, in my humble opinion, now more than ever, we're seeing some incredible trends, incredible shakeups, incredible disruptions in the commercial real estate space. So what advice do you give your clients today about what's going on in the commercial real estate markets? Sure. Um, I, I think everybody's got to be a a sponge, uh, constantly absorbing information. I mean, the rate with which uh, companies are changing, uh, information is being pumped out to us. Mm-hmm. You've got to constantly be, be, be reading and, and, and uh, uh, learning about the, the, the up-and-coming businesses, the businesses that you already own, track what they're doing, that kind of thing. Um, you know, so uh, take that information, um, and it doesn't all have to be bad, right? You could read 20 articles about bankruptcies, sure. uh, and that's heavy. But you could also read 20 articles about innovation and forced change as a as a result of, of all of this this year, and how that's going to excel certain businesses into the you know into the stars. Absolutely. So, um, you know, so it's 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 taking that information and then having a conversation uh, uh, with us as the as the brokers to see how that um, how these companies how this change affects uh, the overall financial portfolio. Um, so you know, one of the pieces of advice I, I offer a lot of clients is you know I understand it may not it may not make sense to sell for certain assets today, but we have to be looking at every property, what that investment 
the, what that hold strategy is and see how it's uh, see what we can do to take advantage of the marketplace. Maybe there is an asset that you intended to hold for 10 years that it might make sense to pull the trigger today because of demand or because of that change. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds to me what I'm hearing, Evan, is that Evan Lyons is a very customer-centric or client-centric broker. You have to be. Yeah, absolutely. You provide the value. Yes. Once you provide the value, everything follows. I always say that. Provide value, everything else follows. That's really what you have to focus on. So you mentioned innovation and forced change. Mm -hmm. What kind of innovation are you as as a top commercial real estate broker, and what type of forced change are you as a top commercial real estate broker seeing today in the industry? Uh, Well, it's happening all over. Uh, I would say a good example of that is um, uh, in in the QSR space, quick service restaurants. We do a lot of those Mm -hmm. uh, sell-sell leasebacks for operators. Um, By the uh, way, sorry to interrupt. We've talked about this before on previous episodes. A sale leaseback is when an operator of a restaurant, for example, or some other type of asset, not only do they operate the business with inside, but they also own the building. In order to free up capital and then write off their rental payments, they can then hire a broker like Evan who will facilitate a transaction where that building, the actual real estate, is sold. The current operator and owner now leases it back from the new owner. Therefore, it's called a sale leaseback. Go ahead. It's a, it's a means to generate capital outside of going to a bank. We do it a lot in the quick service space uh, and industrial. Your friend in the earlier uh, podcast was you know, more on Oh, other, the cannabis. The Jacob Fiore. I'm yeah. sure he's watching. Love cannabis. you, Jake. Yeah. So, uh, but um, in the quick service space, we're seeing that change as to um, how the store layouts are. Oh, yeah. Um, contactless. You've seen my stuff on, on LinkedIn about the smaller footprints. They're doing smaller footprints. They're doing, uh, they're, they're tripling up uh, drive through I love that. You can order now on the app. You get your rewards. You can drive up. And by the time you drive to the property, this restaurant will tell you, one of three ways to pick up that I love it. that food. So it could be an exterior box that you walk up, open a cubby, grab the food. It could be through uh, delivery, or someone brings it out to you. You know that that's stuff that when we go to these conferences and we deal with our operators, um, they they've had pressure to do in some ways from the top down for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, this year was was again the catalyst to make talk all about force change. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, question on that note: Who is the number one leader in 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 that innovation in the QSR space? I would say Wendy's and Taco Bell. Oh are come doing, on! Are doing, are doing Chick Fil A, baby. Listen, Chick Fil A is top notch. I'm I'm a fan and a and a sandwich consumer. <laughs> uh, uh, from a, from pricing standpoint and a and a, a risk standpoint, absolutely, they are they're a top dog. Um, but what I what I've liked and seen, and what I think it's more important to talk about is is the the deals that more people have access to, yeah, which is going to yeah. be a more common guy, the Taco Bell and, and Wendy's. Those guys right away made made change. I mean, we're seeing rollouts of those stores, those new concepts already. It's un, it's unbelievable how fast it's going. Almost as if they knew about this before. <laughs> it's very interesting. Well, they definitely were prepared. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you saw. I think both you and I had posted separately about Taco Bell's new prototype. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the fact that they're going from roughly twenty four hundred square feet to like thirteen fifty? 
You know, I there have been there's there's long debate over the the need and use of, of the dining of room, the dining room, yeah. right? Um, in some respects, it's a community space. It drives people to to sit, stay, maybe spend some more money there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, at the rapid pace that everybody wants and needs things now, with creating contactless uh, uh, opportunities to to consume, um, it, it's become less relevant. And uh, again, forced change. That's that's the theme of, of I think this year. A lot of operators that were fully against it and, and not wanting to, to have to roll that out for years to come are doing so because they're seeing the value in it too. Yeah, absolutely. And it, what's interesting too is that the development dollars are, are allocated differently now because the same store that was 2,500 square feet, 3,000, 3,200 square feet is now being built by the same developers at, at, at a half or a third of the cost in terms of the number of sticks and bricks, which I think is fascinating. And I actually I get into to tumults and arguments all the time on LinkedIn with you know, the likes of, of Barry Wolf and Gabe Jonas and sure. you know, just talking about um, what that's going to do for, for cap rates and what that's going to do for, for rent-to-sales ratios and what that's going to do for owners of property, not just now, but five, ten years down the line, or when it comes time to renew. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I hear you, but I think that some of those costs, while it's great that the store is getting smaller and it, it, you know, a developer might save save a few bucks, um, the costs for our operators are increasing significantly because of the investment in tech. So while mm-hmm. the the dining room is now smaller, you can have a couple fewer uh, employees on 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 uh, every day. Uh, you've got apps that they have to pay for for rewards sure. programs and 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 again there's there's contactless, contactless point of sale systems and media yeah. uh, uh, percentage of sales going to third-party delivery companies yeah. so um i i think a lot of that will shake out in requirements for uh, close to the same rent or mm-hmm. you know some type of that'll come into negotiation okay and how do you think it'll affect the sales of those units well the the hope is that the the apps and all that drive sales yeah. uh, and offset any decrease in uh, or any increase in necessary in costs rent, yeah in costs um, and I, I I can say that this year at least uh, our operators are doing phenomenally well it's incredible isn't it Phen- it's incredible I, I can't tell you how many clients I've talked to who are like this is the best year yet drive through sales are through the roof. You know, people in a pandemic, uh, in a shutdown, in, in times of uncertainty or economic, economic uh, instability, they're going more and more to quick service restaurants. Absolutely. It's, it, you know, th- there was, it was touch and go for a quarter there, right? Oh, for, yeah. For so it was many. scary. But uh, bootstrap companies, you know, they, they figure it out, they, they adapt, and they, and they pivot. And we all need to do that in the business. Dollar General is another one that yeah. is doing, that, you know, rolling out a new concept. Uh, I would say devoid of of, uh, of coronavirus and all that. I think they were they were planning on doing. They something certainly like were. Yep. Yeah. Um, but they're rolling out a a uh, uh, a which we we both talked about actually. A new we did. Concept. We both posted about it this week. Ironically, upscale Dollar General concept that tailors more to the five dollar uh, item, mm-hmm. uh, higher demographic and and income requirements. Really gunning for the. What the five below, five belows, yep. Um, the 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 at homes mm-hmm. and uh, and and the things that people aren't really going to be buying on Amazon. Party city, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. So I love how you're changing it up so quick because we could talk for hours about quick we, service we restaurant. Gotta keep it we got to keep it moving, and I love that. Um, Dollar General, talk to me because you know a lot of things. I've got a lot of clients that 
some of their pushback, and I happen to love DGs. You know, I've, I've worked with individuals that are amongst the top dollar general sellers sure. probably in the world. And a lot of people push back for a couple reasons. Number one of them is their tertiary market-centric uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is that your dollar generals typically are not opening up you know, in downtown Detroit or in, in, in midtown Chicago or in, in, the, in the heart of Los Angeles. They're opening up in you know, in Ottumwa, Iowa, or in a, I don't know, a Cedar Springs, this state, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, in places where the population counts are, are like, you know, sometimes eight or nine hundred people within a mile, and maybe within five miles, you'll only have, you know, a few, few thousand. Right. So explain, like, I'm an investor, and I'm telling you, hey, I love it, a little higher cap rate, um, longer, you know, great tenant, they're expanding. I don't really know, tertiary right. market, flat lease, no rent bumps. Why should I buy a Dollar General today? Sure. Um, I'd say, first of all, to, to overcome some of that tertiary uh, uh, market uh, concern, it's absolutely right, right? You buy one, in the, some of it you buy in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. with nothing going for the town uh, where there's competition within a three-mile in another town. There, there could be issue there. But there we have to drill down to nuance, right? So mm-hmm. there are some nuanced items about the about the Dollar General lease, about the the, the build type and what went into that structure, um, and then a couple things which I won't divulge that you can call me about and I'm happy to talk <laughs> about. But there's some things we look for that are uh, that help um, uh, overcome those 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 items. The 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 that help overcome the geographic uh, concern. Sure. Um, that give us data points and indicators that Dollar General is going to stay. But on, on a on a big picture, the dollar stores are, um, you know, we'll use the buzzword that everybody likes is the essential business uh, that that remained open and yeah, operating. That became an incredibly Googled term this year. R- ridiculous. But essential business, essential I'll, retailer. I'll offer up something different and say, Dollar General's infrastructure. They are now in the backbone of every tiny town in the country. That's incredible, isn't it? So talk about from even just a logistical and supply chain measure, they have an opportunity and a network to to reach consumers that virtually no other business can as effectively. Um, You know, so Amazon is going to have a hard time flying some of those drones into small towns where Dollar General scouts. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past the two to have some type of a strategic partnership in the future because that you bring up a great point. That last mile fulfillment, especially the rural or tertiary last mile fulfillment, is so essential. And it's believe it or not, it's a huge portion of the U.S. population. Absolutely. And for a large corporation who's based in major metropolitan areas or in offshoots adjacent to major international airports, it's really not not difficult, but very costly to integrate all the way down to the tertiary markets. Right. And, uh, and you know, let's not be mistaken. There are great, well-located dollar generals and dollar sure. stores in your Atlantas, in your Chicago's mm-hmm. and all that. It's just there's a there's a premium for those lower cap rates and and uh, uh, it's more competitive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So listen, it's clear it should be clear to everybody watching this that Evan Lyons is a, not only a wealth of information but what we call a mensch. He's a nice guy. He treats people right. He's full of information and and, and he's got a great energy. So if you have any commercial real estate needs, I would highly endorse him and 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 would be happy for anybody listening or viewing to reach out. Um, Evan, I, I definitely appreciate you here on the show today. We've got like two and a half minutes left. Okay. Anything that you want to put out there to, to investors or to, to commercial real estate experts that are watching or any questions you have for us? I would say, uh, I'll rapid fire, uh, I would say 
stay liquid. There will be there will be de- wonderful home run deals to come oh, next yeah. year. However, uh, don't sit and wait and pass on the singles and doubles that are happening right now before your eyes, hoping for that home run next year. Transact if you've got the cash because there's money to be made a hundred different ways um, with various tenants. We could do five deals between now and July when we find you the home run heavy value add bankruptcy type COVID deal. So uh, stay active, contact your brokers, get us hunting for you. Yeah, transact, transact, transact. I love that. I think that Evan, I know that Evan's absolutely right. This is, in my humble opinion, the opportunity of a lifetime, not only as brokers like us, but certainly as investors. The big players, the ones that are going to stick around, they're not sitting on the sidelines. They're amassing capital at the same time that they're deploying capital. Exactly. So that's the key. Amass capital, deploy capital, do deals, work with good people. Evan, I appreciate it. I, sure. I, I'm, I'm so happy that we've gotten to know each other. We've interacted a lot on LinkedIn, yeah. and I'm fortunate to call you not only a colleague but a friend. And uh, I just see a lot of bright things in your in your bright future, and I'm, I'm excited to work with you. We've got about one minute left here. Any questions for me? You're, you're, you're on top with Dan, so you've got an opportunity here to ask a couple questions. What are the birthday plans? <laughs> oh, what are the birthday plans? So a lot of birthday plans, um, a couple jam sessions with my brother probably. Okay. We've got uh, a nice party at my house. You're welcome to join anybody who's watching. My house isn't big enough for all you to come, so you know, just maybe wish some birthday wishes in the drive comments. Drive by at a distance. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, safe, COVID drive by, beep right. the horn, exactly. Right. And um, we're just going to have fun, man. It's good. Just keep doing what I've always loved doing, which sure. is networking with people, providing value, and having fun. Okay. So Evan Lyons. Encore Real Estate Investment Services, all-star broker. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for viewing. Thanks for being part of Dan on Top. It's just super flattering to have my birthday celebration really here in the studio, and maybe that's how I should have answered. It's easy to listen when you put out quality content. Hey, I appreciate that. Evan Lyons, thanks again. Dan on Top, looking forward to seeing you all soon. Appreciate you.